Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi everybody, this is Matt Harrison and this is the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It's Wednesday, early evening, November 10th. We're going to preview the Thursday night game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins, this one being played in Baltimore. Gosh, it feels like it's going to be a bloodbath here. So uh, before you take your bloodbath, I'm going to remind you to rate and review five stars of this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, uh, take a listen to Fantasy Football Weekly. It'd be nice to get some ratings and reviews on that show as well. This week, it's going to be Charge in a Closet Myself and Brian Johnson again. By the way, Brian Johnson solo hosting uh, the CHOP podcast yesterday. And if you're into guillotine leagues and you haven't listened to the CHOP podcast, it's really the definitive source for weekly guillotine league content. Uh, I, I would definitely check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, all right, today let's go over the Ravens and the Dolphins. I'll start on the Ravens side, even though the home team, usually I go away team first, but you know, the Ravens are, uh, are, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it both ways, which way I don't even know who the home team is. Anyway, let's start with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson gets a fantasy Fonzie riding a fantasy aardvark, a plus plus grade. The Dolphins are allowing almost 300 passing yards per game to the quarterback position. Six of the nine quarterbacks they faced have thrown for multiple scores, and the mobile Josh Allen just beat the Dolphins for eight carries, 55 yards, and a score two weeks ago. 
gosh. He's uh Nice. Nice. I did say six of the nine quarterbacks, right? Uh Marquise Brown is averaging eight targets and a stat line of five catches, eighty yards, and almost a score per game. So he's an A as well. Uh, you know, even Rashad Bateman coming off an eight target, five catch and fifty-two yard performance against Minnesota. He gets a B plus and he's a nice value on DraftKings at 5,800. By the way, I can no longer play DraftKings, but I can give you scoring on DraftKings, although it might be worth it, worth your while to go play over on Fanball a little bit. Uh, more on that to come soon. The Dolphins have allowed the second most receptions and yards to the wide receiver position and the third most touchdowns. So both Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman should be fired up in your uh, real-life weekly fantasy lineups and also your daily fantasy lineups. They're going to be uh, in good shape, too. It's worth noting the primary wide receivers had great days against the Dolphins, but the secondary receivers have been on fire, too. Gabriel Davis scored two weeks ago with Cole Beasley going for 10 and 110 for the Bills. Russell Gage tallied four for 67 and one in a game where Calvin Ridley did play. And three Jaguars wide receivers went over 50 yards all in the last month. The Dolphins are easy to pass against. Mark Andrews, I'm going to give a solid B grade two. He was dinged up a little bit in the Viking game, although he's not on the injury report. The Dolphins have given up two absolutely monster games to tight ends this year. Seven catches for 163 yards to Kyle Pitts. And then three catches, 42 yards, and two scores to Mo Alley-Cox. Everyone else stayed fairly quiet, and that's in, that includes a game in week three against Darren Waller. Uh, Mark Andrews' price tag on, 88, uh, price tag on DraftKings is 8800 That's kind of steep. I'd probably have less shares of Andrews than normal if I was playing a showdown slate this week, but... Uh, you know, you're it's it's up to you. There's there's some monster potential here, just not as much as the wide receiver position. On the onto the running backs, Latavius Murray doubtful again. So Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell should split time again. Freeman comes in at sixty six hundred on DK with L Bell at fifty four hundred. Now Freeman was on the field for fifty eight percent of the snaps last week with Bell on for twenty three percent. Tyson Williams was on the field for 18% last week, but Tyson Williams got zero touches and zero targets. So he's obviously just in there to block and maybe look pretty. I don't know. Uh, The touch count did go Freeman with 15 and Bell with 11. Bell is certainly seeing a heightened usage when he's on the field. He touched the ball on half of his snaps last week. So that's something that's somewhat impressive. Both players did score last week with Bell getting the goal line carry and Freeman getting an infrared zone receiving score. Uh, The Dolphins are completely middle of the pack run defense and a sieve through the air. So I I have a feeling this is going to be a Lamar Jackson and the receivers kind of game. But we could see some running running game stuff involved, but it's a two-headed, maybe three-headed monster. And when you include Patrick Ricard who's only a thousand and had one drive last week where he had three catches, 35 yards and a score. And he's 310 pounds and a beast. And it just wouldn't surprise me if they utilize him a few more times in each game from here on out. So C grade on Freeman bench, bell bench, Ricard bench, Tyson Williams, 
Although Bell and Ricard are interesting DFS dart throws at their prices. Flipping over to the fish, Miles Gaskin saw his highest snap share of the season last week at 72% compared to only 19% for Salvan Ahmed. Now, Gaskin did also find bell cow usage. He had 26 touches last week against Houston. That's huge. On 20 carries against a brutal Houston defense, he managed 34 yards. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Yeah, he did score, though, and had six catches for 23 yards through the air. Now his price is 9400 on DraftKings. That's very hefty. Um, worth noting that the prior week, before last week, when the Dolphins faced Buffalo, and they faced Houston last week. Houston's not a very good team. They bell-cowed Gaskin. But the week before, against a good team like Buffalo, Gaskin had 15 touches, while Ahmed had eight. I think that's more likely to be the split this week. Ahmed, by the way, only 800 on DraftKings. 800 versus 9,400. That's a big disparity there. Uh, The Ravens are tied for fifth most rushing touchdowns allowed to the opposing running back. Gaskin had all of the red zone touches last week, but Salvin had two total in week six and seven, one, one in each. So for 800, he might be the best Dolphin in play if you're punting Dolphins in this one. And by the way, Gaskin's a C-plus in traditional leagues. Tua still limited with a middle finger injury. Lots of jokes to say there. I'll skip them all, though. I would imagine on the short week they give Tua the middle finger and tell him to sit this one out. I couldn't help myself. Uh, and, and and then allow Jacoby Brissett to start. Brissett was uh, priced up on DraftKings, by the way, up to 9800 with Tua at 10200 Neither should probably start uh, in in traditional lineups, though. And it's not like the Ravens aren't beatable. Two of the last four quarterbacks they faced have thrown for four, over 400 yards and multiple scores. But the two that didn't were good quarterbacks. It was Justin Airbear and Kirk Cousins. Both were held under 200 yards. Both are on the bench for me in DFS and regular leagues. Let's move on to Jalen Waddell. Uh, who I'm giving a B-minus grade to, regardless of who is the quarterback, they're going to target Waddle, who had 10 targets last week, 12 the week before, and 21 total in the prior two weeks combined. That's an average of about 10, 11 targets per week. Now, he stays in the slot for the most part, so he gets the best matchup against Tavon Young. Worth noting that Mac Hollins... He's also a wide receiver. He was on the field for 80% of the snaps last week, while Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are both on IR. Albert Wilson was the other wide receiver in play. He saw a 23% share. Preston Williams still benched for some reason. Uh, Hollins, by the way, 4,200 on DK at 80% snap share. That's pretty easy. Albert Wilson, only 400. And Wilson has seen some games earlier this year where he was on field for half the snaps. So if you're... Absolutely punting a couple of uh, positions, and you need a cheap guy. Wilson's not a terrible idea at 400, but they're not in consideration in regular leagues. Uh, Mike Gesicki, I'm going to give him a B plus. He'll be popular on DraftKings at 7400. He's going up against what DraftKings calls the 29th ranked tight end defense, but the metrics I'm looking at have the Ravens at the 31st ranked tight end defense. That's even worse. 
allowing 18.4 PPR points per game to the tight end position. Now, Gasicki runs about 90% of his routes as a wide receiver and not even a slot receiver, like pushed out wide all the way. Similar tight ends who split out wide have had awesome days against Baltimore. Darren Waller went for 10 catches, 105 yards and a score. Kelsey, 7 for 109 and a score. Noah Fant, 6 for 46 and a score. Even the Uzi, CJ Uzoma, 3 catches, 91 yards, 2 touchdowns. Woo, Mike Gesicki. Yeah, I might have to bump him up to an A-. minus. I think they're going to have to target him, and I think that he'll be in play for most of this game. That's it. That's the Thursday night preview according to shockfantasy.com and me, Matt Harrison. I will mention that uh, over in the fanball lobby, they have uh, the Thursday night $100 Superflex drive. It's only 5 bucks. Top prize is 50 bucks. You only have to beat 23 people. That's pretty easy. A six-man Superflex drive. It's pretty interesting over on Fanball. You get a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. Those are mandatory. Then two flexes and one super flex. You can end up playing both quarterbacks if you choose to do so. It's a little little twist on the head-to-head uh, showdown slate. So I would recommend going to check out Fanball. This one's, uh, this one's filling up fast. There's going to be a few more other ones out there. Uh, there's a $20 one. There's a $3 one. Whatever your price range. And if you play on League Safe, you probably have a few bucks in your account anyway. So you can just download that Fanball app. Fanball app is actually pretty sweet. Go on in there. Throw a few bucks down. You can do drafts. You can do auctions. All sorts of fun stuff over at Fanball. All right. That's it. My name is Matt Harrison. At Explosive Output on Twitter. At Shock Fantasy on Twitter. Reminder to rate and review the podcast, but you already heard that. So I'll talk at you next week on the Shock Fantasy Podcast.